Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome back to another edition of After Hours with Defo and Luby. Today, I push Defo aside and it's just me solo. Our guest today is a man that you probably have heard him from his days with Immature, IMX, played Roger on Sister, Sister, the long-running television series. Now he's back on your screens on Tubi on their new drama that is released Friday, February 4th. Thank you to Black History Month. Howard, hi, we're talking to the one and only, the great Marcus Houston. Good morning, Marcus. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well, my friend. I'm going to try and do my best to not geek out here. I grew up on Immature, was stoked when IMX came out, and love Sister Sister, so I appreciate your time. and really happy to see what you're doing these days. First, it is Black History Month. I'm really happy to see what you all, what Tubi's doing, and you're doing with Howard High. How did that project come together, and how was it? Uh, it's a really cool cast. How was it working on Howard High? It was, it was amazing. Uh, first of all, let me just congratulate everyone for such a great project, and uh, <clears throat> give a special shout out to all the young, talented uh, individuals that played a part in uh, allowing Howard High to come together. You know, my business partner, Chris Stokes, um, he's the writer and director, producer, uh, as well as I'm, I'm, I wrote and produced as well with him. And uh, we have our footage film company together. And it really, it was really a beautiful thing to watch it come together. We did a mini series with Howard High and the executives over at Fox TV uh, reached out to us and and they were really excited about it. It was like, can you guys make this movie? And we were like, yeah, we can definitely do a movie with this thing. And, and we got together and we got together with the musical uh, talented people and just watched this whole thing kind of just start from a, a, an idea that Chris had and watch it just turn into this. And, you know, it's, it's really, really great for us as, as uh, content creators um, in the urban space to have an outlet like Tubi to uh, be able to tell our stories and, and get them out to the world. So, you know, thanks and Fox and everything like that, you know, it's, it's a beautiful situation. Uh, we are here with Marcus Houston, one of the stars of Howard High, new musical drama on Tubi. It is Black History Month, and Tubi is going all in in honor of Black History Month, and really excited for this new project by Marcus Houston and company. What's interesting, Marcus, a lot of the time with these musical shows, they're a little bit softer. They, they'll touch on the harder stuff, but it's, you know, high school drama. This feels like so much more with Howard High. It feels like you put that word drama in there on purpose because it feels like you guys touch a lot more tougher things that we're seeing in this world today. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely feel like, you know, as a writer and producer of Howard High, we really wanted to um, tell a real story. And, you know, there's, there's real-life situations going on in the world today as far as, you know, um, the performing arts program or the performing arts in general kind of being kicked to the side. And it's always like, you know, we're the last, uh, music is the last thing, you know, on everybody's mind as far as when it comes to, like, schools, you know, the most important thing is sports and, and everything. That's what gets all the attention. But I think it really puts a light and sheds a light on the fact that performing arts is very, very important. It's a way to express yourself. It's a way that, they, that kids can actually, you know, stay out of trouble because they can be part of a performing arts program or, you know, it, it may be frowned upon always because, like, music is really not, like, a big thing like that. But we realize that music is, is a universal language and it speaks so many different ways to people and it's, and it's passionate and it's, and it's real and it's alive. And this story really takes place with uh, Nick Ross, who's played by Christy Stokes, um, 
it's really her coming of age story. She's really trying to find her voice. A lot of high school students, you know, you just don't know what you want to do in high school. You know, you're young and you just kind of going with the flow. But it really, it really allows her to find her voice in in this film. And you know, um, my character Michael Kirsch, I play the music teacher, and really my my character is really trying to get these students to see that if you really unite as a team and you believe in yourself, then anything is possible. We have this big, huge competition coming up. And, you know, it's, it's now most important to win this competition because if we don't win the competition, then the performing arts program is, is total. So, you know, you have all those things. And you have the real life, you know, things that's going on in the streets and, and what people actually go through. And, you know, some, some students have to, you know, what they have to do to survive. And it's just it's real life and it's real authentic. And I think that's what uh, Chris Stokes, who's writer and director as well, producer, I think that's really what he was going for, that that authenticity to, to make really people, when they watch it, to make them feel like, okay, this is real life. We're talking with Marcus Houston, one of the stars, writers, producers of Howard High, coming out February 4th on 2B2B, to to going all in. And it's really cool that some of the things they have coming for Black History Month, as we are in Black History Month. Marcus, of course, one of the members of Immature, IMX, and one of the Big stars of Sister Sister, a really long-running television show. Marcus, I am a huge fan of all of those things, so I really appreciate your time. And it's interesting, so often we see childhood stars struggle to find their footing, not only as career people, but as humans. You did it as an adolescent. You did it then with IMX and Sister Sister. As a teenager, you've been very successful as an adult. How have you sort of fended off some of the trappings that seem to really hurt child stars most of the time? Um, well, one thing, uh, my manager taught me, uh, which is my business partner now, Chris Stokes, we, we have our film company together and we're, we're business partners now, but he was my manager growing up. He just told me, you know, never take the, the entertainment life too seriously. You know, learn how to separate entertainment from real life. And that was like one of the, the best pieces of advice that I ever got because I was able to, to, you know, know what the two were about. I knew that entertaining was my job. When I was at home, that was my home and that was my personal life. So, you know, I didn't, I, I never let the, the limelight really get to my head or anything like that. I always stayed focused on what I was doing and made sure that I could entertain people because I love doing that. But then also, you know, kept my sanity with my private life. I never got into drugs and alcohol and anything like that. And just, you know, because a lot of the times that's what happens, you know, um, the fame or the limelight will be too much for these uh, child stars and they get on drugs and they start doing all this. But, you know, I never really was about that. I was just focused on what I was doing, focused on, on, on my job, making my money, and just going home and, and, and leaving it all out there. When I went home, it was like everything was gone. I was just regular. So I think that's really what helped me. And, of course, my family and staying humble and, and really God has blessed me to just be able to, to just be a real person through all of this. Marcus, last couple of things with Marcus Houston again. Tubi, Black History Month, Howard High. Marcus is one of the actors, writers, and producers of Howard High. You talk about you and Chris Stokes. Seems like you guys have a lot of things working. What are some of the projects we can look forward to you and Chris uh, putting out in the near and the far future? Uh, well, we have a, a lot of projects coming out, about five projects that we have that we're working on right now. And Howard High, another Howard High can definitely be expected. So y'all stay tuned. But uh, as far as Howard High, this one, like you said, Tubi, Friday, it's streaming free. Everybody make sure you go check it out. It's real and it's, it's great. And I want everybody to check it out. Which is a family is something that the whole family can enjoy. So it's, it's a beautiful situation. I just want to thank, you know, Fox Tubi for, for allowing us to, to be able to create these content 
Driven films and, and these realistic films and tell our story. Marcus, thank you so much. Uh, my first time, so one of my favorite songs. Big fan of IMX, Immature, and Sister, Sister, and what you got going on now again, Howard High on Tubi. Check it out Friday, February 4th, and on our Black History Month. Marcus, thank you for your time, and hopefully we get to talk to you again soon. Thank you, man. Be well. That was Marcus Houston. Yes, I wasn't lying. I grew up, and I, I, my buddies, the first time I got word that I might be able to speak to Marcus Houston, a lot of you would probably be going, who the hell is Marcus Houston? And that's funny because growing up, he was a huge deal. Like, Immature was a big deal. It was like one of the boy band groups pre-boy band because they were like kids. Like, I grew up in the 90s, so we had Chris Cross, which did it with rap. Immature did it like singing and sort of rapping. And then they went away, and he played Roger on Sister, Sister. And again, a lot of you may not know what Sister, Sister is. It was a long-running show in the 90s. And Tia Tamara Maori were the stars. But he was a guy that started like tertiary, but he was really funny and really good. So he became like a main character of Sister, Sister. And he played Roger, and he was sort of a good... It was like Urkel, in a sense, where he was nerdy. Maybe not nerdy, but he was like... Uh, he, he was trying to be something he wasn't and he was little and they made fun of him and he grew up and he became sort of, uh, we, I would use the word G, but he became sort of, he became cool and you saw him grow up as a person, you saw him grow up as a character, the character Roger and then once he was in his teens, IMX came out which was immature grown up and they were a little bit grungier, they were a little bit older, it was, and I, like, I grew up with him. I was young when he was with Immature, and then I was a teenager going into college when IMX came out, and me and my buddies loved IMX. Like, IMX was great. And he was the main person of IMX, and then he sort of faded away, but it's interesting. He went the route of behind the scenes a lot, and... I, I, I'm actually impressed the fact that he was a child star and never had any, like, you never heard his name and anything but good stuff. It was either you didn't hear him at all or you would hear he was doing great things. So that's pretty cool because most of the time, child stars, look, all of us go through struggles when we have no one paying attention to us. He was in the fishbowl that is celebrity and he would just go home. And I, that probably, had, he said, he mentioned his family, probably had a lot to do with family. Like, the fact that he was able to go home and his family, friends were treating him just like a regular person, it really grounds you. And I give him a lot of credit for sustaining this entire time, being successful, and then staying on the scene this long is impressive. So thanks a lot to Marcus Houston for being our guest today on After Hours with Defo and Luby. No Defo, just Luby. A uh, lot going on in the sports world. The Stephen Ross, Brian Flores, whole shenanigans is still going on. The NFL coaching carousel is still going on. We do have the Super Bowl off there in the distance still a week away, but uh, it's there, Rams, Bengals, and next week we'll spend a lot more time talking about that. We have... <laughs> it's funny because that this, this week usually feels like it's going to be rough to find something. We always find something to talk about when it comes to the NFL and Brian Flores' bomb that was dropped about really just how fraudulent the Rooney Rule is and Stephen Ross trying to pay him. Ross comes out with a statement slamming it. I think that's dumb in the sense that Brian Flores wouldn't have done this if he didn't have any evidence. Brian Flores had a lot to lose by doing this and we've heard that there is witnesses and reporters have talked to these witnesses and they're supposedly they have messages 
stating to all these things. So I understand Ross can defend himself, but to come out and call him baseless accusations, malicious, meaning that they're totally false, when there's lots of facts behind it, he looks like an idiot. But we know Stephen Ross looks like an idiot quite often. And look, I get it. <laughs> we talked about this a lot this week. And nationally, you may have moved on because that's the world we live in where you get a day. If it's really salacious, you get two days. And then we go back to, no to life. I think that's a load of garbage. And I get it. We're out of South Florida, so maybe it means more to us. We've dealt with Stephen Ross a long time. Flores was the Dolphins coach. I don't know. I, I guess I'm maybe different when it comes to race issues and inequality. I, I am Jewish. And that isn't a race. Whoopi Goldberg got in trouble recently for saying the Holocaust wasn't about race. It was about man, meaning people, killing other people. She wasn't demeaning Jews. She was being honest, saying it, it was as bad as racism is. Hate is just hate. And it was more than just racism. It was just murder. And it was psychotic. And it was genocide. Which, it was a, which is what it was. Like, I, I'm Jewish. It's not a race. Like, I'm a white guy. People see me as, people don't see, oh, you're a Christian guy, or you're a Jewish guy, or you're a Muslim guy. When they look at me, they see a white guy. When I fill out an application, I check the Caucasian box or white box. So that's a weird thing to be, she, Whoopi Goldberg is suspended over that from The View. I mean, that's dumb. She was right. Judaism isn't a race. It's a culture. There was prejudice, there was hate, but it wasn't racism. Racism is hating a skin color. A race is your skin color. I mean, it's stupid to have hate over skin color because it's just more melanin or less, so that's a weird thing to hate. But, you know, name it right, and Goldberg was totally right there. Um, I, being a minority in a sense in that regard I maybe I see things differently I don't know I'm from South Florida where it's the definition of a melting pot my high school had like 400 countries represented so I've always grown up with the idea of not that color doesn't exist that's dumb when people say that because you can see it but that it shouldn't there shouldn't be a differentiation between people because of color their outside or their religion or their sexual orientation I never understood any of that I grew up with friends of all backgrounds and I've always, I was raised in that sense. So maybe some of you weren't, so you can't comprehend the idea of aiming for equality. I don't know. It's 2022, so I think we all should be shooting for it. And when people spin the face of equality, which is what the Giants did and the Rooney Rule tries to fix, but of course isn't, that sort of bothers me. And when owners, look, I, I was all in on tanking, actually, you know, from the standpoint of, you're not, if you're not winning at all, you might as well be really bad because being in the middle really doesn't, you're not rewarded for being in the middle. A lot of the time, the Dolphins have been mediocre my entire life. So you just perpetuate mediocrity over and over and over again. So why not tank, be really bad, get the first pick, which we were hoping for it to be Tua. You didn't really know about Burrow yet, and Herbert was hit or miss. So we're hoping for Tua. In the end, it would have been Burrow who was even better than Tua, especially as what we've seen him take a team in his second year after a massive injury to the Super Bowl. So I was all in on the tank, full disclosure. But the thing you always say is the players have to play and the coaches have to coach because coaches aren't assured that if they tank, they're going to be the one fixing 
the team after the tank. And players really have no idea if they're going to be there after the tank. A team's bad. They usually change out the players. So that's the one thing. You need to believe in the integrity of the game, even in the tank. You need to believe that the maybe the GM is really going young, but they're still trying. And if the young team works out, well, good for you. Maybe you don't need to fully tank. You found some young pieces. And if the young team doesn't work out, cool. You now get good draft picks. That's the idea. It's supposed to be organizational in that regard. It's not supposed to be the owner saying, you must tank. That's bad. That's literally a federal crime. That's match fixing. That is just bad. Because the idea, the reason we get into sports is we think it's competitive balance. There's integrity to the game. And we want to see one team beat the other. We want to see winning and losing. We don't think of it as wrestling. Yeah, we know wrestling's fake and it's entertainment. That's great for wrestling. That's not sports. Like, if that was the idea behind sports, we wouldn't watch. If we knew who was going to win or who was going to lose and it was fixed, what's the point of watching it? That's a big deal, fixing games. It's literally a federal crime to fix games, let alone with the gambling angle. If you know games are fixed, what would be the point in gambling? Like, that would totally throw off gambling. There would be no reason to gamble. It's either one side or you're just not going to gamble. So how do you gamble when all the money's on one side? You can't. Like, and now that gambling's such a big part, it's actually accepted in sports. What Stephen Ross purportedly did and is being alleged to do is an atrocity. That's why we're talking about this so much. And I know we're beating it into the ground. But it's a big freaking deal. And the fact that Brian Flores, at the beginning of his career, when the NFL was behind him and he got four interviews, so he either was going to get a job this year or next year, he's going to get a job. The dude's 40, turning 41 this month. Like, he was going to get a gig. He wasn't at the end. He wasn't Kaepernick where he was already not the same guy. And, okay, yeah, now, of course, he's talking. No, the reality is he's in the, not the middle, the beginning of his career. He's a wanted guy. He's a guy that was seen as a success, and people were curious as to why he was fired. He would have gotten a job at some point. The fact that he's doing this now, he's throwing away his career. So, yeah, whatever settlement he gets, you make three to four million as an ad coach. If you're a good coach, you can make up to 10 million a year. And he's 40, so he could do it for like 30 something years. The settlement wasn't going to pay him 300 million. <laughs> like, he would make a lot more money coaching than he would with this. So it's not about the money. Yeah, he may get money out of this. It's not about that. He's throwing away his career because it is ridiculous. The Rooney rule, the racism, and the way the owners think, the good old boy network that is the NFL, it's ridiculous. And he's sick of it. And I've never been the biggest Flores fan. I actually didn't mind the Dolphins firing him because he never figured out the offensive side of the ball. But I've done a 180 on him now because I agree with him. It is a total joke, the fact that the Rooney Rule's been around for 20 years, and we now have actually less black coaches, one, than when it started, two, is a travesty. And the fact that the NFL literally is flipping about it, screw you. And I give Flores a lot of credit. He's not going anywhere. And he may be getting other coaches on board. And if he can do that, get a full-on class action lawsuit, the NFL can't just sweep this away. And I'm curious to see what happens with it. I'm all about having the... The good old boy fall down. It's 2022. Let's get some African-American owners. Let's get more African-American GMs. Let's get more African-American coaches. The league is 73% black. And there's one black coach? Come on. There's like two black GMs? There's not one black owner? You're telling me there's tons of black billionaires. There's no black billionaire that wants to own or be a part of, be a major part of owning an NFL franchise? Come on. Shad Khan's literally the only minority. Every other owner's a white guy. Like, come on, I don't care how white you are and how little you've been around other races and other nationalities and other cultures. You got to admit, that's pretty freaking ridiculous. Like, that's a total joke. So I give Brian Flores a lot of credit. 
and I am interested to see just where this goes. And I'm sure we'll talk less and less about it. The Super Bowl is upon us, literally starting Monday. We are on the week of the Super Bowl, and we will talk lots about that. We will have Radio Row-esque interviews, as we usually, I think 11 straight years, we were at Radio Row for the Super Bowl. We missed last year with COVID, and we're sort of eh, staying away with COVID hanging around this year, but still have my contacts, so we will have some Radio Row-esque stuff going on all next week. Thank you for tuning in to the... Thank you for tuning in to... After Hours with Defoe and Luby here on the Believe Podcast Network. A big thank you to Marcus Houston. And we want to remind you, as we do each and every day, you got to believe. Hey, folks, Tony Segreto here. Let me ask you a question. What do you look for when you go out to eat? Good food, obviously. Friendly atmosphere. Not too loud, but good energy. Reasonable prices. And a place where you feel comfortable. All those ingredients, (laughs) no pun meant there, are hard to find unless you're talking about the Texas Roadhouse. You see, they encompass all of those attributes. Really, really good food, amazing atmosphere, good for a family, good for a date, or just a night out for yourself, and prices that will make you extremely happy. Their ribs unmatched, steaks hand-cut every day, everything, and I mean everything is made on site, including their incredible bread. It's the one day, folks, that you can forget about low-carb diets. Trust me when I tell you, Texas Roadhouse, your restaurant, your destination, when you say, where should we go and eat tonight? These days, we're all looking for comfort anywhere we can find it. Thank goodness for Landlubbers, Raw Bar and Grill in the plantation location because they are making sure you are as comfortable as possible. First of all, they're not only open for delivery and pickup. All you have to do is go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both pickup and free delivery. Their hours have changed a little bit. Monday through Thursday from 3.30 to 10. And Friday, Saturday, and Sunday from 11.30 to 10, you're going to have the best wings in the world. You're going to have a great burger. You're going to have their amazing soups. Again, Landlubbers, Raw Bar, and Grill. It's nice and easy. Just go to landlubbersbarandgrill.com for both your pickup and free delivery. Thank goodness for Landlubbers for making you always feel right at home. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.